never had a dime. My life a crime. Had to be when I was nine. Mom's drunk off wine. Running with all kinds. Her mind stayed in the stupor. To the point she paid no mind to the super. Stay mad, but stay front and smile. Stomach stayed on the ground, leaking once in a while. First day of school, never had nothing to stop. Mr. Calandra, stressing I ain't coming a while. It was a bummer, rocking the shit I rocked all summer. On the first day, I was feeling some kind of way, and she wasn't trying to do nothing. You would think, for the sake of the kids, she didn't roll to school or something. Now I know that was even harder, especially for a single mother, raising me with no father. Shit. Living up in this sentiment, eating stale enemies, talking wild shit to Spanish immigrants. Oh yeah, you already know what it is, but just in case you don't, it's the Self-Medicated Podcast. Here, as always, I am your host, The Wayfair, to take care of housekeeping uh, with the captain of the igloo. First and foremost, make sure you go follow us on Instagram at The Self-Med Pod. Make sure you go follow the YouTube page. Just search The Self-Medicated Podcast. You'll see all of the clips uh, from the episodes that we do. Uh, But most importantly, and most critically, make sure you subscribe, leave a review and share wherever you're listening to this. So you can find us anywhere. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. uh, Like I said, the YouTube clip page, um, Stitcher, Alexa. Just tell Alexa to play our shit. She'll play it. Um, all All of the big platforms, the biggest the biggest, the best, uh, you can find it. Huge. <laughs> it's huge. Bigly, bigly, bigly <laughs> podcast. Um, subscribe, leave a review and, and share, 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 share. That's really, really important. Make sure you share this shit. Um, because it's good to you. I know it is. So share. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, we also have a, a big announcement coming soon, coming very, very soon. Um, y'all stay tuned for that. I think, um, you know, I'm excited for the announcement. Uh, I think it's going to take this this little podcast thing that we have going on here uh, on to the next level, hopefully. Mm. And um, yeah, big things, big, big, big things coming. But um, what does Swiss say? Zone, zone, zone. We need a <laughs> word. We need a word like zone. <laughs> we do. We definitely do. We're self-medicated. So what, like needle, needle, needle. No. Nah, no. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Any anything else? Any shows you got coming up? Uh no. Nah, like I said, it's just the shows in Atlanta on the fourteenth and sixteenth, May fourteenth through sixteenth. Yeah, Come it's gonna see be us. a be a big big show down there. <laughs> Might fuck around and do a live pod. I'd actually cash out to bring the podcast equipment out there. So mm, record, that's shit. a good thing about driving down there is you can bring oh, all the fuck, shit. We're not flying. That's right. Yeah, you can bring all the shit. You mean? Oh yeah. Yeah, not to definitely. pay the extra money to carry it with you or worry about getting lost, fucked up, or stolen. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I might edit this out so niggas don't know <laughs> that we got equipment with us when we come down there. But yeah. That might be the move. I would love to record mm-hmm. and document some of this shit. Um, all right. Uh, I'm going to turn it over to you to uh, give out our organic shout out this week. All right. Um, I want to give out an organic shout out to a black platform. Mm. I don't know if a lot of people are familiar with it because I myself wasn't until maybe two, three weeks ago. It's called All Black, A-L-L-B-L-K. It's a streaming platform, of course, with all black programming. So they have like reality shows, um, sitcoms, comedies, uh, documentaries, basically all the categories you have on Netflix, they have on there. 
but it's specifically made by black people. I don't want to say for black people, but I'm assuming they want, you know, everybody to watch, but it's all black content. And I know one of the issues people always say is we don't have our own platforms or we don't create our own content. And this is the example of people doing that. Um, they have some pretty good reality programming that I watch occasionally on there. Um, this subscription is super cheap compared to all the other services. It's only like five dollars and some change when you add the tax in there. So I would highly recommend, you know, checking it out. And for sixty dollars a year, you can support black businesses and black creators. So um, I would definitely go on there. It'll have something for you. They have all your favorite um, straight to DVD black actors on there as well. So your Clifton Powell's and people of that nature. This nigga is on like three or four <laughs> different covers. <laughs> So uh, I definitely would recommend it. Some of your favorite Instagram hotties are on there on some of the shows as far as like create. This is one show I forgot what it's called, but it has a couple of Instagram girls I follow. And it has like Suge, nice uh, ex-wife on there, a lady that was involved in the BMF, like one of the sisters of the BMF brothers. Mm-hmm. And, like they're on a reality show together. So it's it's pretty interesting to see like the young Instagram models mingle with like women that have been in the industry for a long time, especially on that side of the industry when it comes to like Suge Knight and BMF. So uh, I would recommend it and um, you know, give it a chance. So shout out cool to them. to interview some of those um, <clears throat> the Instagram okay. thotties at... Notorious Queens is the show, by the way, but yeah. Notorious Queens. Yeah, it'd be interesting to like have conversations with some of them in Atlanta. But I also <laughs> want to say uh, this is the platform where Lil Duval's first special is coming out, right? It is. I, I, I see, think I, I saw that this. announced today. Because um, uh, I want to, I can't remember what all black, what like larger platform all black is affiliated with, or stars or some shit like that, mm. or FX or something. But um, I think I saw it announced today that Lil Duval's first stand up special is being streamed on first, here. And I think which it is comes crazy. out on May 4th. You've yeah, been doing been comedy for like 20 years. 50 years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but I think it's May 4th or something like that. I'll double check all the yeah. fact check all that. But that's interesting you brought this platform up because mm. I was definitely uh, looking into it because of Lil Duvall mm-hmm. and his shit. And it yes. looks like some shit on here that that yeah, like, fuck with. I might might be able to fuck with, especially the reality TV type mm-hmm. show shit. I, I might not be into all of these like movies because <laughs> I might have seen these before. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, yeah. or the trope of them at least. But reality TV and if they keep doing shit like putting putting people like um, Lil Duvall on give him his first special yeah, yeah I'm gonna definitely start fucking yeah. with this so shout out to All Black A-L-L-B-L-K dot TV um, I just googled it while we was talking and pulled yeah. up the thing they got a seven day trial we'll say the first week is free yeah it's, it's um, it looks pretty lit mm-hmm. looks pretty lit so shout out to them I like it I like it I like it um, alright let's get into the shizzle Yeah, you already know what it is, but just in case you don't, it's the Self-Medicated Podcast. I am your host, as always, the Wayfair, a.k.a. Quinn Quarantino, a.k.a. the Banter Boss, a.k.a. Jon Snow, because I know absolutely nothing. You know nothing, Jon Snow. And it's just simply true. But they also call me Young Wastradamus, a.k.a. Mortgage Freeman, a.k.a. Foyd Mayweather. Here, as always, with the captain of the igloo, young, popular, and friendly, a.k.a. the box hunter. 
AKA One Pop Poppy, AKA the Bottom Feeder, AKA the Black Kevin Sorbo, AKA Young Black Hercules, AKA the strongest nigga you know. Let's go. Let's go, let's go, let's go. How are you doing, sir? Doing, how, how has your week been? Doing good, man. Week is pretty good. As far as uh, barber school, it's my first week on the floor, which means we can take on clients. Oh, shit. So I had my first client on Friday. Uh, shout out to the homie Roy. Mm. He was like a five year old white kid. <laughs> and uh, shout out to Roy. Yeah, it was a it was a bit of a challenge. Kids cutting kids hair in general is a challenge because they usually just don't have the attention span yeah. for the haircut. But he was a pretty patient kid, and like it was all sheer work, which means you only people that don't know the terminology like is using the sh- scissors basically. You saying white people are like sheep? I didn't say that because sheep use clippers still because it's faster. <laughs> So, like, it's cutting with the scissors, which most black barbers do not know how to fucking do because mm. they just using clippers to cut everybody's hair. Mm-hmm. So that was a little bit of a challenge, but he was very patient, and um, he was a great tipper. So shout out to, ho- to the homie Roy. Hey. Hopefully he comes back for another cut. Shout out to Roy. Shout out to Roy. <laughs> so we about maybe two, three weeks out before I can start letting you practice on me. I want you to, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> get a little bit of practice in. Right, I'm, right. I'm down to be a... Um, you working for a home. canvas. Good, That's bro. what I'm saying. I'm down to be a canvas, but I want you to. Mm. I don't want to be the early canvas. I feel you. you know I feel me? you. I feel you. I want you to like. I'm down for you to fuck up and make mm. mistakes, but they better be like intermediate mistakes. I don't want beginners' mistakes. If that makes I would, sense, I'd always say come to the school because the teacher is not gonna let us fuck you up. Okay. And like the, fixator, and or we're whatever. like most of the students are self aware enough to be like, okay, I don't know how to do this, or I'm not sure. Let me ask. Okay. I haven't seen anybody like just like fuck it. I'm gonna see what happens, <laughs> you know. Like we don't really have a lot of those people. People because like I think part of the culture there is the, not being afraid to ask, gotcha. and there's always someone willing to help you. Gotcha. So it's not like you're on your own. Figure it out. It's like, oh man, if you need some help, like you know, one of the students is graduating next week. He was like, yeah, bro, if you need some help, just let me know. And I asked. Him, I was like trying to figure out how to cut around the head because I hadn't did that type of haircut in a few weeks. Okay. So I was a little rusty and I hadn't been practicing. So I'm practicing that shit all week now right this is a common haircut especially for white people it's called a 90 90 but whatever yeah so if you come to the school you'd be straight bro that's what's up man um i guess we're waiting to shout out the actual school (laughs) until you graduate and make sure you get your shit without no problems yeah that's true because they was talking crazy they were saying um actually i guess (laughs) i wasn't in the room i went to go get some water and uh i came back and they were like do you smell anything? And like, it was funny. I smelled something before I got into class, but I was like, I have a mask on, so like, you can't really be, it could have been me. Right. <laughs> my breath. So they were like, do you smell something? I'm like, I put my mask down and let my, smells my nose and I was just sniffing around the room. I was like, nah, I don't really smell anything. It was like, oh, because they're like, Miss Such and Such just came in here and said like, we got to talk to the teacher. This, uh, he's the only male teacher there. He's a barber teacher. They're like, you know, you got to get your people in order. It smells like uh, marijuana in here. <laughs> Everybody's like, what? Because <laughs> nobody has smoking or been smoking. Because I guess it's, I guess in the past, someone that was smoking in the bathroom or something, and somebody smelled it, and somebody snitched. And I get it, like, as far as you don't want people to be um, high or drunk or um, under the influence in any way when you're dealing with sharp objects, dangerous chemicals, and customer service, right? Like, cause some people, some people can operate under those conditions. Some people can't. Right. It's best not to take the chance. 
especially when you got for legal liable. and insurance yes. reasons. Exactly. So like <laughs> they've been tripping. So like she came in and was like snapping and like people were like, "What the fuck is she talking about?" Right. But like, yeah. So like, and then later on, I guess somebody was like, "Yeah, you can't even joke around, joke about um, like weed or smoking weed or anything like that because." Uh, they have like a zero tolerance policy for things like that. So you get kicked out the school for even joking about it. You know so why I'm that is though? I figured this out recently. What's that? Because most schools get federal funding. Uh, yeah, true. So if they only got state funding, they wouldn't give a fuck because it's legal in Illinois. States. That's true. That's a good uh, point. But because most institutions of higher learning, whether they're for profit or not for profit, mm-hmm. get some sort of funding from mm-hmm. the federal government. Therefore, they have to abide by that rule where it's a zero tolerance policy on that, which is stupid and doesn't make sense. But according to the rules, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, um, <clears throat> which I think. And ah, oh, damn, we we get into the area of literally my job at this point of like funding, who should get in, right. where it comes from, all that type of shit. But Even though I think it sucks as as far as a freedom of speech thing, I am aware that it's not just about me. There are some people that need to go to the school that wouldn't be able to afford it. So, like, I don't need to fuck around or get caught up where that would right. jeopardize other people's futures that I don't, might not even know or even talk to. But right. still, you know, I'm willing to sacrifice not joking about weed. That's mm-hmm. a very minor sacrifice, you know. Yeah, for some people. <laughs> uh, true. <laughs> um, yeah. I remember when I made the vow that I would never... Um, so I, 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 um, when, when I lived in Atlanta and when I first decided to start growing out my hair, the very first time I decided to start growing out my hair, mm-hmm. um, I have a great segue for this subject. We continue. <laughs> I started growing it and, um, was living in Atlanta. It was in between jobs. I was working at the Y at one point, then was shifting over into something else. Mm-hmm. And, um, Went through the interview for this for this new job. It was a valet job, actually, at mm-hmm. like a high end hotel in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, went through the interview process. It was like, "Yo, you are dope. You're amazing. We want to hire you right now, but your afro is a little wild. <laughs> we need you to cut your hair, right? <laughs> wild meaning like just the fact that you had an afro, or like it was unkept. Nah, the fact that I had an afro. Okay. They had a they had a length limit on black hair." <laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs> a length limit on black. Wow. They did not have one on straight White. hair. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, for a number of different reasons, I ended up cutting my hair for mm. that job to get that job. Mm. It was also one of the greatest jobs I ever had. The tips mm. at that job and the people that I met at that job, like just the after I worked, um, I used to work like the three to 11 shift. 3 PM to 11. Yep. PM. Okay. At a hotel. A high-end hotel working mm-hmm. valet. So not only was I getting to drive all of the coolest cars, <laughs> I drove I drove Jeezy's Blue Bentley several times, like mm. literally several times. Just, he used to come to the rooftop bar at the hotel that I worked at, uh, and he would literally just be like, "Here, and bring my shit back at this time." <laughs> like he, and a lot of people are are like that. That's why valet jobs are really cool. <laughs> I really fuck. I learned how to drive stick on the job. Wow. Yeah, like it. It, it was. It was a great job. I, I loved it. The money was good. I met great people. Had some fun. Met mm-hmm. some. Dots and went into their hotel rooms that were 
way above my income level or <laughs> anything other than the fact I knew where they could go get margaritas in the middle of the day. You know what I mean? It was a great job. Um, why am I telling this story about you? Talking about your hair? Oh yeah, yeah. So I, I had, but I had to cut my hair to get that job. Mm-hmm. Maybe six months in, the company that ran the valet for this hotel lost the contract, mm. and so. I was no longer employed there, so I cut my hair to have this job, but for only access to maybe six months of having that job. And that was when I decided, you know what, I'm never doing anything again that sacrifices who I am in order to make some money Mm. or to profit somebody else. And that, for me, at the time, included smoking weed Mm. Uh, because, you know, and this is this is getting a little deeper into the concept of the self-medicated podcast. But the whole concept of the self-medicated podcast is to take ownership over your mental health and mm. in a healthy way, being able to understand what types of things uh, help you medicate and deal and cope and, you know, manage throughout the world. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole concept of self-medication has this real negative connotation to it, but my idea behind it is using the healthy things, right? Or being able to control yourself and, and understand what helps you um, to manage and deal with all of these things. So I say all that to say for me, weed is one of them things. I I'm gonna have mm-hmm. to smoke. <laughs> like they just I'm gonna just have to be able to be THC high in certain respects for me to be able to function mm-hmm. uh in 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 certain ways. And so um, that and not cutting my hair was another one, right? Mm-hmm. Like, why the fuck does what I look like affect if what I look like, um, on some shit that I can't control <laughs> other than you just being uncomfortable? Like, yeah, I could cut my shit, mm-hmm. but my hair just naturally grows like this. I don't, there's nothing I can do about it besides chemically modifying it for your comfort. Right. I'm not doing that. Um, so, so after that job is when I, uh, when I first started making commitments to myself, non-negotiables, things of like real understanding of my own standards, morals, and values, but also mm-hmm. being able to understand others and evaluating where mine and theirs fit <laughs> and understanding what type of mental health impact it can take on uh, being involved, especially in the business sense or making money or jobs or paying bills when those two things don't necessarily align. Um, okay. <clears throat> I, I have two, yeah. two things to say about that. For sure. One, I think it was fucked up. They had that policy on, um, curly, coarse, kinky, nappy hair, black hair, whatever you want to call it. Facts. Two, this is where I want to, uh, I guess push you a little bit. What I agree, like your hair shouldn't have anything to do as far as your success and like the opportunities you are allowed access to. But unfortunately, that's not the reality of most situations where your outward appearance determines certain types of rooms you could get into. Right. And I really got this um, brought home to me when I was listening to uh, Kevin Samuels. Of course. <laughs> uh, conversation actually. This is one of the times where he was talking to men mm-hmm. and he was talking to a brother where the brother was saying, like, you know, he's in a corporate world and um, he has locks and he's like, you know, I'm doing well. It's not going to work. Right. And he was like, well, 
the people above you definitely don't have dreads. And he's like, and those people, if they do, they probably have remained stagnant or they haven't advanced at the rate of people that have more of the homogenous, right. like C-suite looks, C-suite meaning like, yeah. you know, CEO, CFO, those people of that stature. And I was like, damn, he's right. I never thought about it that way. Because I think a lot of times black people in general, our hair is a part of who we are. It's a part of how we display ourselves. and It's part of the Bible. <laughs> that's <laughs> it's a whole true. Bible story that's true. your fucking hair. And then I realized, to, I had to think about, like, is hair that important where I would want it to stop me from gaining access to certain opportunities? And for me, I realized it wasn't that important. Mm-hmm. I think also part of, like, taking pride in your hair is the ability to even grow it. Because I feel like people that are bald or balding, the hair isn't as important to them in that sense because right. they can just cut it off and be good. But there are also bald people that will pay crazy amounts of money to stay bald. <laughs> try to fix their alopecia issues, right? right? No, what I find it interesting is, um, you know, my entire life, I've been taught exactly what you were saying. Mm-hmm. Dress for the role that you want to have. Dress for the job that you want, right? Mm-hmm. And... Um, my my viewpoint is there's zero pushback from me on that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right? You're 1,000% right. If you are in a corporate position, then you better motherfucking button your ass up, <laughs> to el- especially yeah. as a black person, to eliminate any other excuse other than your performance and your merit to justify your performance. That's right? exactly one of the reasons why I'm going into barbering because I don't, in order to make the amount of money I want to make, I would have to look a certain and dress a certain way. And I don't want to do that. Exactly. So now we're getting into my thing mm-hmm. is there's also this other world where you can own your own shit. Mm-hmm. And that's where for me, I kind of got forced into this <laughs> because I'm just, I, it's just, I'm my personality. I'm just not going to be able to conform to certain shit. Yeah. And some of that shit that I just can't, like you were just talking about, I sat and had to make a decision, mm-hmm. which one was more important to me. I made different decisions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and because of those decisions, I've also had to enact different things. Right. Yep. So that means I have to, in order to have the freedom to wear what the fuck I want and to not have to be self-conscious about smelling like weed all the time, mm-hmm. I have had to invest and put in time and energy into entities to be, successful that allows me to do Mm -hmm. those things so it's a give and take it's always you know it's always yeah i I think it's it's, it's a lot to it even though both require a lot of work it's far easier to go off and do your own thing opposed to try to change a whole system that's already set up oh one one way i always always recommend doing your own thing you're going to get the freedom you want to do what you want the problem is some of you niggas suck and you're going to (laughs) fail that's the problem that's Everybody's gonna fail. It's how well, you handle that adversity. That's exactly yeah. Because we're all gonna suck at the mm. beginning. <laughs> if you ever listen to this podcast when we first started, when we was doing like mm. thirty minute episodes. You remember mm. that? Yeesh. <laughs> but at the end of the day, like you get better. You if you continue, but everybody mm. don't have the kind of uh, wherewithal makeup or or wherewithal. We're using big words now. You started better. last week. I'm bringing the big words this week. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's. So on the one hand, it may be easier logistically, mm. but in terms of 
the makeup of most people's personalities and accepting failure and learning from it on a consistent and repetitive basis. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if everybody cut out for all that shit. That's why I, I that's why I love baseball. Mm. Baseball really taught me a lot. My I remember very, very young, one of the first things my dad said to me that stuck out to me is sports is a microcosm for life. Mm. And to me, baseball was the best example of that because you fail way more than you are successful. That's very true. And you have to learn how to be okay with that. (laughs) You have to learn how Mm. to contextualize success in the context of this particular game. That's a great point. Yeah, that's why. why, And and baseball is the least athletic and most (laughs) mental sport mm. there is at least other mm. common sports maybe maybe like fucking bocce ball or some shit might I was be maybe more mental. golf or chess more mental chess probably more mental oh yeah for sure if you it's consider it a sport yeah yeah <laughs> speaking of uh ideas we got from Kevin samuels i know you saw <laughs> his latest um, interview on the JBP. Yes, definitely, definitely. So we're uh, we're JBP fans here. We're also Kevin fan. Uh, how would you describe our? Are you a, you're a Kevin Samuels fan? I'm a stan. You're a stan. <laughs> I am highly entertained by Kevin Samuels, and mm-hmm. you know, if I was Kevin Samuels, we're probably not different because I watch the same videos that you watch. You get mm. the same value from either one of us, regardless of our opinion. If you're Kevin Samuels, so that you know, take that for what it's worth. Yeah. Um, but you know, Kevin Samuels and uh, one of my somebody that I watch very closely in this arena mm-hmm. is Joe Budden, um, and these two niggas linked up. Um, <laughs> I got a DM. I posted, Prime. <laughs> yeah, Toximus Prime. That was the best one I saw. Um, I, I posted a picture of Kevin Samuels and Joe Budden. Um, on my Instagram story, and somebody DM'd me. It was like, "Yo, this needs a trigger warning. Like, you cannot, ah, <laughs> you cannot just be putting these it. niggas out." Which I get, <sighs> but I thought it was super duper it. funny. Yeah. Um, so, for I, I, I'll, I'll turn it over to you to introduce Kevin Samuels. Kevin Samuels got our. Uh, you're going to be the ish of this episode, by the way. Definitely. Uh, so Kevin Samuels got our organic shout out last week and just, I guess, give a little background on who Kevin Samuels is and why he was talking to Joe Budden and why this was kind of a cultural moment. All right. I mean, at this point, I feel like most people in the urban community have at least come across a clip or a joke or a parody of a Kevin Samuels. Is Kevin Samuels uh, Derek Jackson's Wario? (laughs) I think Derrick Jackson is the Wario. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga, right. That nigga doesn't mean any good to the community. Mm. Well, I think Kevin does. But um, Kevin Samuels is a image consultant at the core of what he does. And part of that, he's brought into his YouTube world that he's entered in. Um, I would say he's been in probably YouTube maybe five or six years. Gained notoriety out of the last maybe uh 16 months or not even that long maybe 8 months 8 to 10 months 8 to 10 yeah and um he he focuses on trying to help people be more real, realistic about their current circumstances and the potential uh prospects right i would say it that way to kind of get a better understanding of why he talks to people the way he does right cuz people call in for advice or to 
argue or discuss points that he has made. Mm-hmm. Um, he is more so in the dating arena and more so specifically for women and particularly black women. So a lot of his content is around that lately, but he has a lot of stuff that he's done for men. His first foray into like the dating and like self-improvement and that arena was for men, but the things that catch fire and get him the most notoriety are the subjects and video clips with women. So, uh, yeah, at this point, to make it simple, long story short, he is a image consultant that is on YouTube and Instagram. And he, bless you, bless up. <laughs> uh, that does uh, videos ha- talking about issues that affect women specifically in the black community. One thousand percent. So he's one of these. Um, <clears throat> Well, he's known for right now being a kind of relationship consultant, advice giver to women mm-hmm. who call into his show uh, that are trying to gain perspective on the type of men that they aspire to be with, mm-hmm. marry, settle down with, etc. Right. And the reason why Kevin Samuels is gaining so much popularity and getting so much traction is because he's controversial. Because a lot of the women that he talks to or the type of women that he talks to don't like what he has to say. And the reason they don't like what he has to say is because of the presentation. Most of, most of the times he's pretty blunt, honest, brutally honest, some might say. Realistic, others might say. I would say realistic. Just common sense. I mean, we, I think, here can relate to just yeah. telling the truth and the truth just being the truth. And mm-hmm. it is what it is. Reality is being reality. So we can understand that and relate to that. Um, but some people take that as offensive, being rude. Um, they try to add all of these other mm-hmm. psychological isms or to it. What you call sign language. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. <laughs> Um, to it but at the end of the day basically what he does is he is holding people who have aspirations accountable to their aspirations asking them the questions that they need to evaluate for themselves in order to Mm. get what they say they want yeah and pretty much just contextualize what you want or really just understand how to get what you want (laughs) at the end of the day that's what I always find interesting about any of the things that I see with Kevin Samuels is he don't really be saying you can't get it, but he said, okay, if this is what you want, you're going to have to change your mindset into mm. this. Mm. And most people just aren't willing to be told that, hey, in order to get what you want, women, you don't think right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that, that might be a harsh message for people to Which receive. Which it shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> but it shouldn't be, especially if you yeah. really want that. Yeah. Like there's there's been certain times with advice on something that I really want. I'm going to listen to it regardless of how harsh it is to me. Regardless of, you know, what I thought, what I anticipated, um, and, and with things that I didn't really necessarily put that much energy into or care into, then it didn't really hit the same. Right? It didn't really necessarily drive an emotional response out of me. But that's what I find is interesting about what Kevin Samuel says is nobody I've never so far since you've introduced me to him. I haven't seen one person disagree with him. Not a single individual. It's crazy because people hate him, but they don't. No one disagree. I have 
<laughs> not a single individual mm. have I ever seen disagree with anything he has to say. Mm. The only thing people disagree with is his presentation, mm. his delivery, his tone. But I feel like you need to. Well, maybe it's just me. I feel like, like play, I say I won't say it's for me. I'll say it. I won't say it's for you, but for me, I feel like the people that disagree with him are majority women. I haven't seen a man disagree with him. And if they do, they don't say anything about the tone. But even, it's not even women. Nobody disagreed. My point that I was making. So I've seen women like be disagree. Yeah. Do they disagree with him or well, disagree with to me, how he to is To me, the, the disagreement is based on their being this, uh, what's the term? Delusional. Okay. Like they wanted to be one way, but it's just based on their reality. personal reality of what they think things should be like, but it's not what it is, and that's fine. So. I think that the 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 one thing is that I don't necessarily think that Kevin Samuels makes space for, and I don't think it is his intention to make space for this is for uniqueness, right? Mm. Like what he what he embodies and what he says, like yo. There's this whole system that exists out here. Mm-hmm. There's a hierarchy that exists, and I understand that hierarchy. Mm-hmm. You may not have the same understanding of this hierarchy, so let me share some information with you about this hierarchy that you have mm-hmm. no idea about in terms of how you want to fit in, where you may fit in, what your idealistic view of what this is, and mm-hmm. what reality may actually be for you. It's just like going to school. A lot of people grow up thinking they want to be a lawyer. Then they get to law school and find out it's not about arguing in the courtroom. It's about writing all fucking day. Mm. And maybe I don't want to be a fucking lawyer. Right, <laughs> you right. know what I mean? It's kind of like what Kevin Samuels does is like, okay, you want this. You have this view and picture of what you want in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Let me explain to you what it actually takes to get that mm-hmm. and understand that. And that becomes so personal for a lot of women that what they want, what their experiences have been, their understanding of the world and with, you know, all of these and their requirements for their mate don't actually line up with the identity of the majority of the people who are in the position to provide those things for them. And that to me, that's the only conflict. (laughs) That's why Kevin Samuels is famous because bitches don't want to hear realistically where they are in life compared Mm. to what their aspirations are. Mm. Now, that to me, to me, is greatness. This is the <laughs> this is the this is a very high level of content because all it does is forces people to look at themselves yeah. and improve. You're either gonna be continue to be a bum yeah. bitch like he's calling you, <laughs> or you're gonna get better, right? Like after this conversation, I bet you some of these motherfuckers change some things in their life. I don't, I don't know, man. Or like, they don't. Yeah, like I said. <laughs> People are delusional sometimes, but that's the that's to me that's the point. Or you don't even yeah. if even if you don't di- agree with him, even if you feel like this nigga ain't shit, he's a toxic blah blah blah. blah. Mm. Guarantee you, the next time you deal with a nigga that's potentially high value, bet you something that Kevin said come across your mind. Mm. Oh, bet yeah, you it's just it. how yeah. you feel. I bet you it's just what the fuck come out your mouth. I mm. bet you, <laughs> even yeah. on the experimentation level, like even if you, let me see, maybe, maybe this nigga don't want to talk. Let me, let me just try. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's and then for him to link up with Joe Budden, of all people, yeah. I was very disappointed. I'm not gonna lie in the mm. in the collab 
I'm not gonna lie. If um, if if Supreme and Virgil get together, I'm expecting something Da Vinci worthy. I'm except mm. I'm expecting something Rembrandt worthy. And um, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, I I was a little bit disappointed in 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 the Joe and Kevin because it wasn't episode. more back and forth. Because Joe was scared to death. That's why. So you're disappointed in Joe. I'm disappointed in the whole episode because if Joe wasn't as scared, then I think that the conversation would have been that much more dynamic. Mm. It was a it was a pretty good conversation to me. It was pretty mm-hmm. basic level. I mean, if you are a Kevin Samuel's fan, you probably didn't learn anything new mm-hmm. from the conversation. You've heard him make these points before. The only thing that I appreciated about it was it gave Kevin a pro- probably uh, um, a broader audience. Oh, for sure. That was what I was happy about. That it gave him a bigger platform than what he already has. That's why we keep trying to get on these other uh, podcasts. Man, nigga, when I tell you we keep getting curved, I keep getting curved. <laughs> for, get collabos. Yeah. Ghostwriting for assholes. Yeah. <laughs> we got an overflow of people who want to be guests on the pod. But nobody wants to collaborate. But these guests who have Oh, podcasts, we got to find a podcast in Atlanta. We got to do two podcasts, right? We got to do one with the Bachelor Party as a group. Ooh, yeah. And another one where we do a collab with somebody. Yeah. Good point. Good point. But what I find interesting is it be individuals who want to be guests on this podcast, mm-hmm. but they have their own podcast and don't want to share. <laughs> so they want us to help give them exposure, but they don't want to return the favor. It's weird. I don't understand. I don't understand. It's some industry shit. And I'm yeah. glad we're recording this because in five years I might look back on this and be like, LOL. <laughs> like, you doing that shit now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, all right. Any other thoughts on uh, Joe Budden and Kevin Samuel? It, it, it seems like. There's so many more thoughts. It might be an oppor- opportunity for a, a part two. So hopefully, if that does come around, Joe Budden receives enough criticism where he feels. Like people are supporting and backing him enough where he can um, be more of himself and less fearful during the interview. Plus, they got the Patreon. I don't. Patreon makes it a little bit less difficult to be canceled. So hopefully, he realizes that and put out some outtakes or something. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, all right. You want to talk about these Usher Bucks? Uh. <laughs> So apparently oh, um, Usher paid some strippers and some monies that had his face instead of any dead white presidents on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, stripper called him out on Instagram, um, allegedly. But then the whole story kind of folded and imploded on itself where um, Usher didn't actually pay these strippers in Solely fake in Usher Bucks. Yeah. Counterfeit money. He actually didn't pay them at all. Right. In fake counterfeit money. He actually paid them legitimately, but also left some marketing materials in the form of $100 bills with his face on it or different denominations, uh, denominations of yeah. dollars with his face on it um, as a marketing tool for his residency in Las Vegas. Mm. 
And um, the reason why this became a conversation this week is because one of the strippers that worked there that night was like, yo, if Usher gave you this money, would you be okay with it? Like, would it, is, is this fine? And also questioning why the fuck is counterfeit money even allowed in a strip club? Mm. Knowingly or unknowingly. Hmm. Which, to me, is the most important part of this whole story. Uh, that a is point. a really good point. Yeah. Uh, but the media will have you believe that uh, this is a story because Usher almost tried to pay strippers in illegal money with his face on it. That wasn't the case. Uh, caused a lot of hubbub. But I would like to focus on that concept right there. Why would you allow counterfeit money into a strip club? Mm. Especially very, like, Close fakes, deep fakes of money. <laughs> right? yeah, I, they had the blue strips on them and everything. That's a, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that, to be honest. Um, <laughs> I mean, I feel like legally you can get with a, get away with it if you say it's for promotional use only. Right. It's when you try to buy services and goods with the counterfeit money is where you run into the legal issues. Is ass shaking not a service or a good? Well, you already know how I feel about strip clubs. I don't think it is. No, no, no. no. I didn't say the strip club. Mm-hmm. Ass shaking. Is mm-hmm. it a service? No. Shaking ass is not a service? No. So then you don't believe in paying for OnlyFans? I haven't done that in a while because it just be getting got. So but no, I'm not you- paying to watch somebody shake their ass, no. <clears throat> and not OnlyFans, not in real life. Um, You wouldn't... Do you would you spend money on anything sexual, sexual activities, sex toys, sex toys? Mm-hmm. Uh, would you hang out with escorts? Would you spend money on escorts? Uh, no, I would hang out no? with them. Mm-mm. You wouldn't spend money on them, so you wouldn't support their careers, but you would fake be friends. Are they supporting my careers? No. Of course they are. They sent all of their little Johns over to you to get haircuts. Their little Johns? Yeah. All of their Johns get what? haircuts from you. Yeah. Uh, if they do that, I would definitely sp- spend money with them because that's a business transaction there. So. I guess you had, it could still be a business transaction if I'm paying <clears throat> for sex for them. But Let's say hypothetically mm-hmm. some friends of the show were homegirls that were involved in that industry. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yo. Hit me up when you come to Atlanta next month because mm-hmm. it's going to be lit. It's Atlanta. Mm-hmm. The clubs are open. la da 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 Matter of fact, if you bring your, bring your clippers and shit to wherever mm-hmm. you're going to be having your bachelor party, then we can actually just probably right. do everything that we need to do and everybody can make some money there. Okay. I, How do you feel about that? I'll be fine with that. I think a better phrase for any questions you might have for me would be to say that I don't think sex is good enough to pay for. Okay. <clears throat> no form of it. No kind of sex. Nah. Any amount. No. So you're saying you've never had no 50 cent head before? You've never <laughs> had no head that you would have been like, you know what? And it's I didn't like pay a gumball machine. Yeah, I didn't pay for it. So You ever been to a gumball machine? You ever walked by like a gumball mm-hmm. machine or like one of them bouncy balls? I used to love the little super bouncy balls. Mm-hmm. If I had a quarter, I'm buying that shit. Right. There's nothing else I could spend a quarter on. That's true. So if head costs a quarter, mm-hmm. you're telling me that you wouldn't spend a quarter on it. I'm not paying any money for head. I don't even like head that much. Like it's not even 
<laughs> yeah, no, I that can keep that shit. Example. <laughs> okay. That works. But then how do you justify paying for any sex work? Are you a, a sex worker supporter? Do you support sex workers? Um, at this point in my life, I support them morally. <laughs> I was going to say yeah. Morally, yeah. But how do you feel about that? How about me supporting them morally? I was gonna say orally. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> Freudian slip. Yeah. Do you think that? Do you think that? Um, maybe not you, but do you think that they should be should be generalizing? Of course, supported mm-hmm. more than verbally or. I think sex people workers in general should be supported by the amount of. Hard work and whatever else advantage they have for them to get them to get money. I don't care what you're doing as long as it's, you know what I'm saying, not harming anyone unless they pay for you to harm them. Mm. But, yeah, that's my, I, yeah, I just, I just can't do it. Interesting. So, shout out to Usher. Um, when does uh, money that is printed with your face on it become legitimized? Because I feel like other countries have done this. This niggas start dictators just start printing. Yeah, you just um, put your face on the money, and where you at, it works. I feel like maybe <laughs> short, short. I feel like it already kind of happens technically in a legal way, right? Right. When you go to the casino, they give you chips with the casino's name on it that you only can use at that casino, right? So I feel like if I have events. And I exchange dollars for Justin do- Justin bucks or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And you only can use them at that venue. I feel like it's the same thing. And that's only using my money. But, like, when you go outside of me and try to use that money, that's when you might run into problems because the U.S. ain't set up that way. <laughs> what if you have you? Uh, damn, this might be a good idea is to have a like, crypto party. Mm-hmm. But the only way you could pay for anything at this party, admissions, mm-hmm. drinks, or anything, is through a cryptocurrency. Yeah, do that for your wedding, nigga. <laughs> Get some return on this investment. <laughs> Whitney! <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, nah, that, that actually might be a good thing. All right. Um, I didn't actually mean, I didn't actually need you. Can we have people give us Bitcoin gifts? Is there something we can set up where people can give us Bitcoin? Exactly, cash app, cash app, yeah, yeah. cryptocurrency Why? wallets or something. Can you give somebody Bitcoin now? Yes. He just told you a way to do that. Do cash app. Mm-hmm. Do cash app and other virtual wallets as well. Because I have Bitcoin on cash app, I, I didn't. I do too. Yeah, I could send you some Bitcoin, but I'm trying to get yeah, rich so first. You put it together and put it on the website because so far you haven't done the shit I told you to do. Hmm. This is a podcast for a different day. All right. <laughs> so, did you hear the song where Sweetie dissed Quavo? <laughs> uh, yeah, I listened to it earlier. I personally, I just don't think Sweetie, Sweetie should not be rapping, bro. Sweetie is one of the people that should just be, look good. Should just get a writer. Yeah. Call just, partisan Fontaine. Yeah. <laughs> you got Cardi a bunch of hits. She needs to stop. Um, but I'm not mad at her dissing Quavo. Quavo dissed her first. Outside, some music. He said something about took the bitch Bentley back or something. Uh, 
Um, <clears throat> is he? Is it a diss of his facts? <clears throat> Could well, be. I guess that. I'm if sorry. Fa- if the fact is, I don't even want to get down this lane because this is gonna make me go to Jay Z and Nas. Yeah, I was about to say <laughs> if your fact is some fuck shit, then yes, one thousand percent. Yeah, one thousand percent. Yeah, no, I'm just um, I'm in the boat where I I don't. I, I'm you over are, Sweetie and Quavo. You know, man. I think she's toxic. Yeah, and she definitely is toxic. According to your homie, Sweetie ain't even that bad. Who's my homie? Kevin. Kevin Samuels. Oh. Uh, Sweetie ain't even. I mean, bad as like looks. That. Yeah, she ain't even okay. like that. Yeah, I agree with him, to be honest. At first, like, I didn't see it because I, uh, I was caught up by the Instagram pictures and makeup and filters. Then once I saw how she eats. And I saw some pictures without the makeup. You're like, yeah, I can see a six. She's so average. Yeah. But I feel like we knew that before Quavo even got with her. I think some. T- well, I think that was the beauty of her getting with Quavo is he raised her status and stature as an artist and as a woman, which nobody would probably agree with me on that. But And also nobody... No, I think a lot of people would agree with you. On I that. don't think women would agree with me on that. I'm sorry. Because they don't want to. But the facts <laughs> are the facts right. are that in terms of careers being elevated, yeah. Quavo did more for Sweetie than it's Sweetie did for Quavo. 100%. At least up until this point. Now, after this breakup. You made her happened, bars look legitimate. <laughs> facts. I mean, I listened to her mixtape <laughs> because she was with Quavo. Not for wow. any other reason. I didn't even know she had a mixtape. No, I played it earlier. That was part of the mix. Yep. Wow. <laughs> and um, but I, I, that shit never would have gotten a play from me if it mm. wasn't for Quavo. That's True. the point. True. Right. Uh, it's probably a lot of sweetie fans out there. It's probably a lot of no, niggas. It's, <laughs> no. it's probably a lot of niggas who just are niggas. And once they saw that sweetie was who Quavo was fucking became sweetie. It's probably a yeah, lot of that shit. But just ob- objectively speaking, she's a. Mm. Rich bitch from California, bro. With access to music producers. That's I mean, what she a thicker coil of ray, bro. Like that. What what do you Ooh. want from me? Like they just True. They just hear they were born into this. Like, I don't I think what do you want me to Coily say. Coily Ray they're looks not, better. They're opinion. not talented. They're not they're not great or mm. exceptional artistically in my mind. Like mm. What do you want me to yeah. say? I'm not mad at them for getting their bread. I'm not. I'm not mad. She reminds me. But like, don't ask me to critique anything <laughs> of their shit artistically. Like, don't. Don't. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> she falls into the category of like the uh, what's Chris Brown ex's name? Um, Rihanna. Carucci. Carucci's. Uh, uh, fuck. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. Bro. But Rajay actually looks good to me. I was about to say, me, yeah, me too. Karuchi. Uh, 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 what's that girl that keep trying to make hits that nobody wants to buy? Like uh, China. Why do nah. girls think that they need to do that, though? Why can't they just be okay with looking good? Why do they think they need to make music? Or or do anything else. <laughs> they didn't just look because good. they're trying to generate those multiple streams of income like everybody else, man. No. Yeah. Like you could they, model, you could strip, you could do. You could sell porn. flat tummy to yeah. There's all kind. Yeah, but like, if you right do music, potentially, if you can make good music, 
Also, I blame Cardi B for this. But if you can make good music, you potentially mm. have a source of income for the rest of your life. And your family does as well. You just need one hit. Yeah. Or you, you need more you than need one. A, <laughs> well, not really. You got. You got. You could be <laughs> Vanilla Ice. You think Jaquan still? <laughs> uh, well, I don't think that was a hit on the level of a hit that what? we're talking about. Jake, I know what you're talking. I know okay. what you're saying, but mm-hmm. that and let's say uh, Joe Budden still getting twenty, twenty say twenty thousand a year off of Pump It Up. Okay, who you think get more money today? Off a record, Joe Budden on Pump It Up or McConan for Tuesday? Who? Who indeed? Yeah, exactly. thank you, Siri. <laughs> like, who gets more money currently? Per month, uh, currently, right now. Huh? Oh, I'm getting old. Um, it's probably not. It's it's probably not a huge disparity. <laughs> it might be close Honestly, on the two records right now. I'm gonna go with pump it up because I feel like I've heard pump it up more recently than up on a Tuesday. To be honest with you. Okay. Would you say it's a wild? Uh, mm. Would you now say that it's I think wild. of it though, because Drake jumped on the remix, that might have yeah. But without the Drake, I don't I'm know. Up I don't know. It might be close. It's comparative. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, so you really just need one hit to be set for life. Is what I mean, I'm if you to can say. live off of $20,000 a year. Well, 20000 No, that's not $20,000. Well, you, I don't expect you to live off. Let's say that was your supplement. Let's say yeah. you had a regular. I mean, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's, but let's you say you had a regular ass job, mm-hmm. $50,000 a year. Oh, uh, I would I would fucking hate to be McConan and have a regular ass job. Because you and know what's happening $20, a year every day off, after off, Monday. Hey, yo, you trying to go out? <laughs> I think I'd be like, hey, buddy, it's Tuesday. Is that assignment going up on a Tuesday? <laughs> you know? Nigga. <laughs> okay. I'd hate to be him. <laughs> I don't know. If I could extra, add an extra 30% to my income. Yeah. And my insults have to be people. But at what cost? But at what cost? I would take that cost. If that's the cost. Well, this nigga always calling off for work on Tuesdays. <laughs> if that's the cost, <laughs> then I'm taking it. I'm taking I it. I feel you. I'm taking it, I'm taking it, I'm taking it. All right. Um, that's damn near all I got. You want to talk about Shannon Sharp and KD? Kevin Durant yeah. been going in. I think I think Kevin Durant has been on a mission to, uh, to <laughs> fix his image in terms of the internet. He got hired once he went to Brooklyn. Pause. I wouldn't say that. I feel like he's just figured out. He's always been one of these internet guys, mm-hmm. but he's been very insecure about how uh, how to handle his celebrity, his influence, and the internet mm-hmm. <laughs> at the same time. It's, but I think he's starting to come into his own and figuring out I agree his with lane. That. His last two issues on the internet have been in his favor. Which Even costing him money have been in his favor, right? Historically has not been the case. Exactly. So, so. Kevin Durant, um, I think we talked about this last week, got into it with Michael Rappaport in mm-hmm. the DMs. Michael Rappaport exposed some DMs of Kevin Durant saying some, you know, shit you say when you roasting people. Mm-hmm. And uh, that I resulted What was your favorite? What was it? Come guzzling? Come guzzling slut, I think he called him. <laughs> I want to say slut was added in, and that just might be my creative yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> additions into it, but I'm pretty sure he called him a come guzzling bitch or something. Mm-hmm. Some other adjective there. And uh, it was great. It was wonderful. I enjoyed it. Um, but that is the extent of the repercussions that Kevin Durant has to deal with for mm-hmm. that, right? Mm-hmm. Is 
you know, his image publicly on how he behaves in social media. Remember, he's one of the first athletes that got like uh, caught a lot of shit for having burner accounts. Yeah. Right. For trying to express. Has any other athlete got caught doing that? Well, I think the first person. This is not the same and it's actually not even really related. But to me, it introduced the public to the Internet. And how it affects your brand is Manti Teo. Remember oh, Teo? Is he still in the league? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so he's actually a good football player. That's yeah. that's the wild thing about it. So for folks who don't know, Manti Teo was a linebacker for Notre Dame in college. Mm-hmm. And he got catfished um, on the internet by some bitch. And it ended up affecting... The fact that he got catfished and like basically was giving it up to some bitch on the internet that he never met, <laughs> some entity on the internet that he never met, never physically was around or anything. He was just mm-hmm. pouring his soul out to someone that he met over a chat room. This was the first person in my memory or my understanding who um Whose behavior on the internet affected their real life income, mm. stature, status, uh, etc. Like that was the world. first time yeah. where these two worlds were like, whatever you do on the internet is over there on the internet. What you do mm. in real life is what you do in real life. That Manti Teo was the first time when it had happened before. I had I've known people who had got fired for something that they put on Facebook, for example, right, right. for a status. But until Metai Teo got caught up for catfishing, it did not become an actual thing where it impacted you for real, for real, right? Yeah. Like they became a common thing and became more mainstream for the internet and your real life to be merged together, right? Mm. That was the first person that I that I noticed of that specifically. Okay. For your, I forgot about him to be honest. Metai Teo. Would you agree with that with that sentiment though? He was the first. He was the first famous uh, catfished ass person. Nah, he wasn't the first. Who who who? What's the name before him? The nigga that created the term catfish. Do you, what's his name? Neve. Oh, the show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the movie. You think he's more <laughs> recognizable than Metateo? Absolutely. Metateo just looked like a Pacific Islander to most people. I don't know Naives or whatever like his name's story. Naive. I don't know anything about it. I know he's the host of Catfish. Yeah, he, I don't know shit about him. He created him. the term Catfish. Well, I don't know if he created it. He made it He made it hot. You know what I'm saying? He made it a hot line. Why is the term called Catfish? Because Catfish sit up in the corner, dark, quiet, until it's time, and then they spring out on you when it's... When I don't know if they eat. spring out on you, but they just like lurk in the shadows. They're, they hide in mud and shit. Hiding in mud? Yeah, they hide in the darkness. You ever, you never seen, um, what's it called? Doodling? I think that's the term, doodling, where people find spots where catfish hide. They stick their. Fish in? Yeah, I've yeah. seen that shit. So, yeah. I love that shit. That shit looks cool as fuck. Oh, you trying me. to do that on your bachelor? No. But <laughs> it looks cool to me. Yeah, you do uh, Wait, no wait, 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 wait. Party. I take that back. I take that back. I will fist the fish if we get to grill it. 
Uh, I don't honestly. I don't feel comfortable having this conversation after you made that statement. If uh, we get to, if we get to, no, hell. okay. Let me clean it up. <laughs> if we get to, if we're in the experience where we get to catch, I'm not some about to be food. eating some food. Like, yeah, you like, I fished the fuck out of that fish, didn't I? Grilled the shit out of it too, didn't I? It tastes good. I'm like, no, no, no thank you. <laughs> Finish. <laughs> I would love to. It would be really fun. I would not be mad at all if mm-hmm. we could go catch our own fish mm-hmm. and then grill them. I like that idea. It's a nice and it's Georgia idea. It's a, yeah. it's a, it's some, it's gotta be nice. Around. Yeah, I was gonna say some nice places to fish. Yeah. And I'm I pretty sure it's a lot of catfish down there in Georgia. Muddy Waters. Mm. Goddamn! Shout out to Muddy Waters. The album um, and the artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, I'll let that go over your head. Yeah, yeah. No, let's close this thing on out. You want some songs of the week? Yes, sir. <laughs> songs of the motherfucking week. Um, whew, I just have one song I want to play. It's a song that I've been wanting to play for a long time on this mm. podcast. Okay, it just hasn't necessarily fit. The moment hasn't. It just been ain't right. been right. We okay. had a lot of guests. We had a lot of cream pie musics up in here. Um, you know. DMX passed. We had to make sure we get a oh, tribute shit. to him. R.I.P. to Black Rob as well. R.I.P. to Black Rob as well. Um, Played a little of his music in the beginning. Yeah, one thousand percent. We started the show with with, with some Black Rob. Um, but uh, right now, wait, you want to go first or you want me to go first? I can go first. You playing R and B or rap? I'm playing R and B. All right, you go first. Some milestone just changed the whole mood. All right, so this is a song that was a cream pie song candidate. <laughs> Um, Drinking game Every time he says cream pie You gotta take a shot <laughs> Is this your cream pie song? <laughs> uh, but yeah This song is called uh, California Raindrops And it's by Saneville That's a fly ass name I love that <laughs> Wait till it starts playing Check this out
I already played that one. <laughs> that Omelay and Black, that shit go hard too. Yeah. But uh, Saintville, California Raindrops, that shit went hard. All right. Um, this next song is by two of my favorite like, like young and up and coming rappers. Two of your favorite dykes. What? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Both of them niggas got long. Oh, actually, one of them. Trippy Red hand. is one of them. I know that. Damn, how'd you know? Because <laughs> that's your favorite rapper. That's <laughs> <laughs> your favorite new yeah. rapper. He's one of them. Um, he would be great on this song, to be honest. I do have a Trippy Red song coming up in the future. Nice. Um, like I said, this song is my two of my favorite up and coming rappers. Um, I think they're going to probably be like the next J. Cole. I'm not going to put them on a the level of Drake, but like J. Cole, um, Kendrick type of rapper level. But mm-hmm. um, this song is called Bruh with three U's. It's the remix. I'm not sure whose song it is, to be honest, but it's J.I.D. and Denzel I Curry. Say, I knew J.I.D. was involved with this. I just knew <laughs> I said J. Cole. But, uh, no, when you said that longevity and uh, creativity mm-hmm. and that type of shit, I was like, oh, yeah, J.I.D. is going to be in it. And I love songs like this where like they just both go in and try to outwrap each other. Oh, I love it. So this is called Bruh, the remix featuring J.I.D. and Denzel Curry. Did it dance it? I'm back again. The whoop ass to look up last from the ratchet man. The maddest black is lad in the savage land. The grabbing, dashing, crashing your daddy's van. The baddest, the most having this most swaggy is braggy. Has never had anything so I'm macking as if I never had shit. I was moving backwards. I could've hit the backflip. Check this. I ain't never hustle for a necklace. Trying to get the fam straight. Get us out of debt. Shit, that shit get tested. I feel dizzy. Gillespie in the room. Pack me, Carl, Izzy, and Precious out the womb. I was last. I'm the youngest of seven. Birthday, same day as the Reverend. Birthday, same day as the devil. Black lock like the pot in the kettle. Wreck shop on my night and his fellow. Like a shot for the nigga trying to stop the journey. Shit, pull up on the op like what's poppin', Kermy? Blocker, blocker, operate. Doctor, surgery, IV's gurney. Shit, bag on for eternity. Hey, more to marry or more to murder me. Hey, close the casket, commonly courtesy. Hey, headshots, too personal for a burglary. Ooh, red dots, could kill us, could close curtain me. I done did wrong, someone send me up vertically, horizontally. Read me a passion from Deuteronomy. Anything you can do to conquer the demon inside of me. Any meaning and truth from the Father, the Spirit guided me. I can bleed in the booth and leave a tooth as a souvenir for who was here. And if you're hearing it, you know the spirit is imperative, imperative, imperial. Black man, pyramid, the pyramid, jack man, with the gas, scratching off the cereal. Sack man, get the pack, money in the envelope, piss it down the year, no. Ass man in the strip club, tell her bend it over, gon' give it to her, she been working for her, hey. You gon' make a nigga cop a burger for your hey. You the bum, look, I got a turban for your bae. Be the nigga till he color purple for your bae. Mama murder for your bae, 730 for your A. Swerving, 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 skirting, 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 serving, serving, serving. Everything I done, it comes full circle. Working, 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 swerving, swerving, skirting, skirting, serving, serving, serving. Everything I done, it comes full circle. Working, 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 working. I'm tired of murderer, murderer, moniker, Zeltron, Slytherin, Python, right on, right on cue, right sons to kill you, vehicles, words on you, serves you right. You lose sight like demolish, break it down, build it up, then re. Polished like toenails on Odell with shoe deals that never ever go well. Say no well, cause I am not Noel. Bitch, 
the name's Denzel, the flames excel, my pain's on rail, you feel it? Similar to fish in a skillet, hook and a line in a time when I really like films. Movie groovy, jinky, scooby, very spooky, soul is black as moolies. Talk like pootie, I spit fire loogies, coming off the koofy when the blues no tuki. So many y'alls, I'm bored, there's too many yawns, I got a lot of green, there's too many lawns, I'm still hot till I set in the dawn, until a nigga rockin' Saint Laurent, we go together like Harry and Ron, treat the microphone the same as the wand, magic maxi pad. Would I kill the good and bad? Oh my god, would you look at that? How to kill an ego? JID and Zell, Scorpion and Sub Zero. Swerving, swerving, swerving. Skirting, skirting, skirting. Serving, serving, serving. Everything I done, it comes full circle. Working, working, working. Swerving, swerving, swerving. Skirting, skirting, skirting. Serving, serving, serving. Everything I done, it comes full circle. Working, 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 working. Yeah, you gotta fun. hear uh, J.I.D.'s verse. You gotta both. be outside for that shit. <laughs> I think they both did about, uh, shit, like 60, 60 bars. Yeah. <laughs> At least a piece. Yeah, no, I gotta definitely go back and hear J.I.D. shit. That shit went super duper hard. Yeah, I think you fuck with it. I don't know where the original, what that sounds like, but this came out in February, and I was like, damn, I was sleeping on the this The remix one. came out in February? Mm-hmm. Or the regular? The remix. I don't oh, know when the regular came out. Yeah. Oh, shit. I feel like people been... Well, this kind of flies in the face of what I was getting ready to say. But lately, <laughs> I feel like people kind of low-key been gearing up. Because it's been a slow year for music so far. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like low-key, though, over the past couple weeks, still hasn't been a whole lot of music. But I feel like people is just putting... Stuff is coming. Let me... Because, let me, like, niggas are starting to go on tour. Like, this, I guess the Bad Bunny tickets, I saw a lot of people, oh like... Oh, my God. <laughs> a fool for them. So, like... I can tell that people are gearing up for the summer at this point. Summertime, summertime. Can't wait. Can't wait. All right, man. That's been um that's been another motherfucking episode. Like I said, anybody who at this point is still listening to this episode, be ready. Be tuned in. There's a special announcement. Huge announcement coming out soon. Very soon. Very, very soon. Huge. Biggest Huge. announcement bigly, you ever heard in bigly, your life. Bigly announcements. <laughs> uh, but until then, you already know what it is. Just in case you don't, though, it has been the Self-Medicated Podcast. I am your host, The Wayfair, a.k.a. Quentin Quarantino, a.k.a. The Banter Boss, a.k.a. Jon Snow, because I know absolutely nothing. You know nothing, Jon Snow. A.k.a. Young Wastradamus, a.k.a. Mortgage Freeman, a.k.a. Foyt Mayweather. Here, as always, with the captain of the igloo, young, popular, and friendly, a.k.a. The Box Hunter. <laughs> A.K.A. One Pop Poppy, A.K.A. The Bottom Feeder, A.K.A. The Black Kevin Sorbo, A.K.A. Young Black Hercules, A.K.A. The Strongest Nigga You Know. Ah. Let's go. It's a self-medicated podcast. You already know what it is. And we out. Y'all up on something, man. Yo, when you see something ill, you know what I mean? That shit is woke. Anything ill you see is woke. Nigga have a big six at the curb, that's woke. Especially if he got the fully equipped kid on it, it's woke. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yo, I had this bad bitch in town, she was woke. Had me fucked up in the head, I mean, woke. 
Bought the fish, diamonds, and pearls, I mean. Should've seen them shit shining on the wrist. Now money ain't a problem, see my dough is like. Pulled out my bankroll on y'all niggas like. Lost the boot shrimp from two tenths like. Faggy wanna peep my blueprints, I'm like. Had to hit the brakes on y'all niggas like. Niggas getting both on my block like. Coming home within a half an hour like. Running like they had the manpower like. More or less. More so, I rip guitar so, I live the fast life Come through in the ball slow like whoa My niggas, like dough, like dro, nitro, my flow, nice clothes like whoa East pain with cocaine like whoa Now I'm Doc Strange in the range like whoa Hundred miles an hour switching lanes like whoa Plus I'm getting brain from this chick like whoa Finger near nigga asshole like whoa Team floors, bitches and bitches like whoa Nine nine jag bins poop like whoa Keep them cheese lines on your blocks like whoa Grenade through your window bitch like whoa Love to see me do this shit like whoa Niggas put me through this shit like whoa So I'ma go toe to toe blow for blow like whoa And whip guitar so live the fast life Come through in the ball slow like whoa My niggas like dough, like dro, nitro, my flow, nice clothes like whoa We back it, then flip it like whoa. Cause we jack it, then strip it like whoa. Fully equip it, front the back like whoa. Spitting on fiends that come for crack like whoa. Asking for shorts and shit, nigga, like whoa. Half on this quote, now nigga, that's whoa. Flow so properly, you'll see I'm whoa. Ain't no stopping me, I'm beat like whoa. Guns be popping, be we creep like whoa. Hear my name in these streets, it's like whoa. Must I pound the concrete like whoa? Fill his bitch ass, head to feet like whoa. Your man ain't whoa. The judge ain't whoa. CO's ain't whoa. PO's ain't whoa. Play yourself, I get the GI Joe. DIC, K Riders ain't whoa. I rip guitar soul, live the fast life. Come through in the ball slow like whoa. My niggas, like dough, like tro, nitro, my flow, nice clothes, like whoa. Niggas getting money in VA is whoa. Honey's looking right in ATL is whoa. Niggas clipping hoes in shot town is whoa. Bitches taking paper in LA is whoa. Niggas stacking dough in DC is whoa. Beyond DR, hold me down like whoa. Ballers in Detroit, hold me down like whoa. Niggas in New Orleans getting money is whoa. Boston and Jersey motherfuckers is whoa. Florida niggas and Philly niggas is whoa. Tampa and Texas, Cleveland is whoa. Memphis and Lil Rock, my niggas is whoa. Panama niggas, they hold me down like whoa. My New York peoples, they hold me down like whoa. Bad boy nigga, where this bomb we whoa. Alumni bitches, where this bomb we whoa. And CSC, motherfuckers is whoa. My nigga fuck out, where this bomb he whoa. Stop the story, go. Whoever I forgot on this shit is whoa.